Toyota has put a pen to paper on a worldwide Olympic sponsorship deal reportedly worth $850 million. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. The carmaker becomes the IOC's 12th top sponsor in the mobility category. This category includes vehicles, mobility services, and mobility solutions. It's the third Japanese company to become a worldwide Olympic sponsor after Panasonic and Bridgestone, and the deal runs through 2024, covering the three Olympics in Asia after Rio 2016, Pyeongchang 2018, Tokyo 2020, and the 2022 Games in either Almaty, Kazakhstan, or Beijing. Joining us now with his perspective is Rob Prasmark, one of the original team members that created and sold the Olympic program for the IOC when it was developed in 1985. Through 1996, he sold top on behalf of the IOC and negotiated more than 40 different corporate deals worldwide. Rob Prasmark founded 21 Sports and Entertainment Marketing Group, and he was also president of Olympic Sales and Marketing for IMG from 1997 to 2006. So, Thank you so much for joining us. We definitely could use more perspective on this deal. Like I said, it's reported to be worth $850 million, the most ever paid for a worldwide Olympic sponsorship. So is Toyota one of few companies in the world that can afford this? Is it the only company that could take on this scale of sponsorship? Well, thank you for uh, inviting me to be part of this discussion. Um, big fan of Around the Rings and and yes, indeed, uh, that was, uh, it took the, not only the Olympic sponsorship world by surprise, I think uh, the size and scale and scope of it, but I think it took the entire uh, global sponsorship marketplace <clears throat> a little bit by surprise as well. Um, Toyota is not one of the only ones. I mean, I think that there's, uh, uh, you know, as we become more uh, into global marketing uh, and these corporations become bigger and bigger, um, they are a part of a expanding group of corporations that can take on this kind of responsibility uh, and and uh, marketing plan. What was really more surprising to me was that the IOC uh, and the top program had long said no to an automotive um, top uh, sponsorship. And that has been historic going way back to the inception of the top program in 1985. And a lot had to do with uh, existing loyalties to auto brands on a country by country basis. Years ago, you had General Motors, who was the traditional U.S. Uh, sponsor or Chrysler. You had Mercedes-Benz in Germany, and, and you had uh, uh, Nissan uh, and, at times, Toyota with, with the Japan. Um, but I think what has changed is the automotive industry has become truly global, and which afforded a, a brand like Toyota an ability to step up and do this worldwide. What, again, is interesting to, to me and some of the insiders uh, is that there are still some very strong existing relationships that are going to have to expire over time. Uh, you take a look at BMW, who's the current uh, uh, sponsor in the United States through 2016. They have options to go forward into 2020, and if they would choose to select that option, it uh, creates a, a little bit of a uh, uh, a little bit of an issue for a global program with uh, Toyota uh, in the United States. Uh, you have Nissan. Uh, Nissan is uh, although this deal starts in 2017. You have Nissan, who is the uh, the uh, partner uh, down in Rio, Rio 2016, and there are a lot of other NOCs that have existing automotive deals. So 
it's not going to be a clean um, deal from day one. Um, but I, you know, the deal goes through uh, 2024, uh, potentially even beyond that. And uh, I think by 2020, which is the real uh, goal for Toyota and the the games of of Tokyo, um, I think they'll be well positioned globally to take advantage of all the marketing, communication, and goodwill and branding assets that come along with a top sponsorship. And that was kind of a good segue into my next question, which is how does Toyota make the most of this deal? Um, you know, it's uh, it's very simple math uh, for me. Um, you know, I took a look at at 850 million U.S. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of, of that is going to be uh, supplying vehicles um, into uh, the movement and these games. Uh, the summer games take a a lot of vehicles. Winter games take uh, uh, a little bit, uh, a, a little bit less. Uh, but there's a lot of value to the organizing committees and transportation. Um, and I'm sure that Toyota will be into all sorts of uh, green initiatives by uh, by future years. Um, but how they take advantage of this is uh, very simple. Um, you take the 850 million. It could be even more than that. Some of the people I've talked to says it's more than that. Um, and uh, if you divide that over eight years, you come up with a number somewhere around 100 million per year of value in cash that provided uh, the Olympic movement. And then what you do is you spread that around the world to your different uh, sales regions. And if you look at the math um, from a, an automotive perspective, uh, if you take a look at the gross sale price of an auto automobile, they only have to sell 2,600 more cars per year than what they sell currently to afford the $850 million. Um, if you take a look at um, you know, how much those cars uh, spin off in terms of profitability, uh, they only have to do an incremental sales um, you know, initiative to raise an extra two-tenths of of one percent in incremental sales to afford the entire program um you know at you know they sell 10 million cars a year um these numbers are like a rounding error so um you know and that's just from a sales perspective but then you take a look at what it means in a business to business perspective business to govern business to government what it means in attracting new employees worldwide, what it will mean to that brand going forward. Um, I think it's a, it was a very, very, very smart, clever initiative, and uh, I applaud them for, for doing that. More corporations ought to think big um, and think this way because uh, at the end of the day, you know, $850 million, or let's say it was a billion dollars, um, you know, over a 10-year period is, is a great investment. Uh, I wrote a piece uh, back for the London Games where I thought that the IOC had underpriced the top program, and in that I recommended that I thought the value, a true value of a top program for the categories that are very much like this one uh, was a billion dollars over 10 years, and I'm very uh, happy to say that uh, or, or feel that the companies now are stepping up and paying for the true value of an Olympic Association on a worldwide basis. In discussing all of this with my editor at Hula of Around the Rings, he mentioned, you know, the rule of thumb says sponsors need to spend a multiple of two or three times to activate a sponsorship through advertising and, and other activities. So does this apply to Toyota? Uh, it, it does not. Um, and, and I actually take um, 
a little bit of uh, offense against the that two to three rule. Uh, it may be true if you take a look at the total spend against a particular property that they'll spend two to three times. But too many times uh, that is interpreted as in, an incremental spend, which is not the case. What you're going to do is take existing programs, cancel them out or change, uh, move the budgets over to support the, in this case, the Olympic theme. So you're still going to be running the same type of network advertising, but instead of maybe featuring an NFL star or a global football player, uh, you're going to be having an Olympian in the in the uh, a creative you're still going to be running your dealer incentives um but instead of taking them to hawaii taking you know the dealers to hawaii you'll be taking them to the games in tokyo and pyeongchang and whoever will win 2022 and 2024. um and so it's not you know when, when people hear that two to three they go, oh, my God, if I spend a uh, billion dollars on these rights, I got to spend two billion to activate. That is not the case. Um, one sponsor in particular years ago did a deep audit of what they really spent incrementally. And maybe they said they could stretch it to say that they were spending 50 cents on the dollar uh, against act, uh, incremental activation. Uh, Olympic hospitality is more expensive than going to the Super Bowl, right? Uh, you've got um, airtime during the Olympic Games is uh, going to be more expensive than uh, on a CPM basis than than buying, uh, you know, uh, a spot during a, a normal American football contest. So, yes. So they went back and measured the true incremental and it was, uh, you know, uh, 50 cents on the dollar. So we've mentioned um, we've mentioned so far the significance of the Tokyo Games, possibly the influence it has had on this deal. Would it have been possible for Toyota to sign or put a you know put a pen to paper on this deal, if not having the Tokyo Games on the horizon? Uh, you know, there's um, there's a lot of interest. Uh, clearly, when the the games come to a particular country. Um, that there's a lot of uh, local pride and there's a lot of influence um, between government and, uh, you know, the leaders, uh, you know, of these corporations that they they want to support. They want to look like and they are supporting these uh, these games. Uh, I my personal I don't know this for a fact, but my personal opinion is that the uh, the fact that those games are in Tokyo clearly created a uh, incentive for Bridgestone tires uh, and also for uh, Toyota to look at it totally differently. Um, and, you know, when you look at something differently, then you see the other advantages, you know, of, of uh, you know, a great automotive market in Korea. You know, they're, you know, in the the Hyundai was uh, was to be the favorite for the Pyeongchang Games. But I believe that this deal will include uh, uh, Toyota as being the sponsor in Pyeongchang. Uh, you know, uh, depending on where those games go and if they go into China, you know, they're going to be the uh, the sponsor in China 2022. Um, and uh, and you know, if you take a look at 2024. Uh, you know, the the candidates are very very strong, and you know, with Boston and Paris and potentially. Uh, a bid coming out of Germany and Italy. I mean, those are all auto, strong automotive markets. So um, I, I think it was an extremely wise decision by a Toyota, who is clearly a, a global brand and, and looking at this through a long-term lens. 
So lastly, in light of the, the size of this deal, is it possible that a $1 billion deal could come in the future? Oh, absolutely. I, I, you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, that I wrote a, a position paper, um, and, and uh, you know, 21's been under contract to the IOC a few years ago to uh, put on our, um, you know, our future hats. And uh, myself and my business partner, Tom Shepard, came up with a number of different ways of looking at the long-term vision for the top program. Uh, should they want to continue the top program? Clearly they are. And one of it was pricing recommendation. And, you know, certain categories that this won't apply to because you have to have the business case behind it. Uh, but clearly uh, the top program uh, over a 10-year period is worth a billion dollars. Um, and that's all in, and that's for the rights and the value in kind. And I think that they uh, not only keep pace with FIFA World Cup, which is their, their only really comparable um, program globally, uh, but, you know, it's also, you got to remember, you know, it's for a good cause and it's branding exercise as well. So for, not for everybody, but I think for uh, companies, um, you know, who sell to consumer, uh, who have a big business to um, business and business to government plays like a Toyota. I, I think it's the true value of the program. Okay. Well, thank you so much for providing us with that perspective. Again, that was Rob Prasmark, president and CEO of 21 Sports and Entertainment Marketing Group and highly regarded executive involved with the top program. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook and Twitter. This is Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.